Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationships with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the Table and Well podcast. We are so glad to be with you today. If you've listened to the last two episodes, you got a brief overview of the five levels of maturity. And again, those levels are infant, child, adult, parent, and elder. And today we are going to focus in on the infant level of maturity. Um, This is going to be part one of three that will go deep into the infant level of maturity and what the needs are and the tasks are. And if you remember, the primary goal that we talked about in episode one, I believe it was, the primary goal is for infants to be able to receive and to live in joy. And so those are the things that we're going to be talking about today in part one of infant level maturity. Infant maturity is ages, usually ages zero to three. Mm-hmm. So that's where we'll start. So that's that's this, we're gonna and also guys that we do this, think of when we're gonna refer to, but as as babies, as kids, as young adults. So just as we talk about this, kind of keep that in mind mm-hmm. as we talk through this. So the primary goal of a infant is to learning to receive and to live in joy and peace. Yep, that's their that's their goal. That's their only job. Um, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty visual. So I'm always thinking about like, I don't know, I picture a little baby and how simple their life is and how content they can be just by being loved and being in an atmosphere of love. Mm -hmm. So the infant stage needs, um, in, in reality, infants don't actually know what they need. So infants don't come out and they're like, all right, guys, we, I need to be fed every three hours (laughs) and um, hey, my, my diaper needs to be changed. It would make parenting a lot easier. Oh, gosh, wouldn't it, though? <laughs> so instead, because all we get is cries and, and body language, as a community, uh, we have to figure it out, don't we? It's yeah. kind of a guessing game in the beginning, especially in those newborn stages where, and especially as a first-time parent, you're like, I, I, I don't know. know. And then you learn. You learn that special little whine or cry mm-hmm. means X. You know, oh, that means they're mm-hmm. hungry. Or when they do this particular thing, when they start rubbing their eyes, that means they're tired. Or um, So you learn to start to pick up on their cues. But the, their important <laughs> needs need to be met um, without asking yeah. because they can't. And as an infant, too, that's not just physical needs. It's easy to think about yeah. the tangible, mm-hmm. like, food and diapers and all that. But also their mental I, and emotional yeah, needs. I just need to be held. Yep, I just need to be held. Or I'm really upset right now, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But um, And a lot of times, too, if you've parented a little guy, you know that you can't usually fix whatever the source problem is, yeah. right? Like, in the beginning stages, a lot of times it's teeth growing in. Well, you can't keep the tooth from growing in. You no. can't kill the pain completely so a lot of times you're providing emotional support for that pain yeah yep um it's another thing too is that kids need to um their need is free to attune to them or just what they call synchronize with them but that's exactly what you were just describing Mm -hmm. that's what that oh i i i know what that line is or Mm -hmm. i know what that cry is yeah i know what that 
look on their faces. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, oh, you went pooping your diaper. I know exactly what that yeah, looks like. Yeah, because you've attuned to them. Yeah. You're paying attention to their facial features mm-hmm. and what they're their doing. Their body movements. Their body movements, the sounds they're making. Mm-hmm. You kind of get into rhythm with them. And that that's a great way to describe attunement. Because yeah. we'll talk about attunement the more videos we do. But attunement is basically getting into synchronization with someone else. Into and so, rhythm, yeah. Into rhythm and being able to pick up on what, what their cues are. We've yeah. been married... Gosh, 22 years, right? 22, yes. And so, like, there's things that Tennyson can do with his face or his body language or a sigh he makes. And I know exactly what he means. And it's annoying (laughs) sometimes. But it's so true and vice versa. Yeah, but it's good. And... (laughs) And, but attuning, the trick to attuning, is not just picking up on it yep. and saying, oh, okay, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, it's the, it's the I'm going to get into the boat with you, and yeah. I'm going to just be here with you. Like yeah. with that little guy who's screaming because the tooth is growing in. You're not just like, oh, I yeah. just wish you would quit screaming. I'm going to put you over there, and good luck with that. You know. Instead, you're like, I can't fix the pain, little guy, but I'm going to get in this boat with you, yeah, and you and I are just going to yeah. be together. That's so. really good. Yep. And so an infant's... A fundamental need is to receive unconditional love and care without having to give anything in return because they can't. Mm-hmm. They really can't. They really can't. And so their goal is just to receive love, and that's a need that they have. They, to learn that um, they have value for just being them, for mm-hmm. just breathing, for being on the earth, they yeah. have value. And the challenge is we really can't learn how to give in life mm-hmm. until we've learned how to receive. Absolutely. The Lord literally created it to be that way. Mm-hmm. So... So this will come up later in life if, if there's a struggle in being able to give or in t- being able to receive, you probably didn't have an opportunity to learn how to just receive for breathing, yeah. for just existing, for just being you, yep. having someone lavish on you yeah. um, and want to give to you, give care to you just because you were. Yeah. And, um, and that's a key need that an infant has. And it's a key thing that, that creates a foundation for our maturity. Absolutely. Um, another thing is that um, babies or infants need people to be happy to be with them in every emotion that they mm-hmm. have and then be able to bring them back to a state of joy, mm-hmm. bring them back to happiness, bring them back to joy. Yeah. yeah. So, again, it's that same situation where, you know, this is zero to three. So you have the two-year-old toddler who's having the complete meltdown yes. and has themselves thrown on the floor and if they have a parent who says, oh, I hate when you're so ugly like that. I don't want to be with you. Right. That creates this disconnection. The parent should have a mo- enough emotional capacity to be able to be continue to stay with the child mm-hmm. and say, I don't like the way you're acting right now. This isn't okay, but we're okay. And I'm you happy. and I are okay, yeah. and I'm so glad to be, be with, with you. you. Yeah, because then the child learns that, oh, I can have tough emotion. Because that poor little two-year-old <laughs> is having feelings it doesn't even know what to do with, yeah. right? Like. We want to we want to place like an adult brain on that little guy and think, oh, you're doing this on purpose. You are throwing on a fit on purpose. Most two year olds do. However, there's also this other literally mm-hmm. within their brain and within their body. They're learning like they're being introduced to emotions that they hadn't had before. Yeah. You aren't born Every with day. all your emotions. So as you grow yeah. just in child development, you get emotions at around two. And then they're there. And then you have to be taught how to, how regulate, to them. regulate them. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the needs that an infant has mm-hmm. is how do I regulate these overwhelming emotions when they so, become overwhelming? Yeah. So what does it look like for a parent who didn't have those needs met and now they have a child 
who has those needs, who needs those needs, and now they don't know how to regulate their own emotions, let alone help regulate the emotions of their child. Right. I mean, and that's where sometimes you'll see, you know, like they talk about baby shaking syndrome, or you see different abusive things like that because you have, you just, you have, you're just lacking, you just lack those skills to be able to regulate. You have parents who are lacking the ability to regulate their own emotions, so when someone else has a big emotion, they can't they can't show up for that either and right. it ends up triggering their emotions it triggers them yeah so it's so, this mm-hmm. their trigger triggers them which triggers them we which is why maturity is such a gift and yeah. and why filling some of these gaps really does like we said in the beginning um make us more much more successful yeah. in our marriage and our parenting and all of those things yeah. so so um go ahead yeah Next i just one. Thank you. So one other piece too is that joy bonds with parents, uh, what an infant needs is a good, solid joy bond with their parent. What in the world is a joy bond? So a joy bond is that same kind of thing that we're alluding to here is that I am really glad to be with you. We describe joy, define joy as glad to be with you and the experience of having someone glad to be with you. Mm -hmm. We talk about, you know, different, uh, maybe you've gone on a vacation with your family or sat at the beach. And when you think of that moment, it literally brings a smile to your face. You have joy about it. It's not because you were happy per se. It was because you had people who were glad to be with you and you were glad to be with them. And so an infant needs to learn what that's like and experience what that's like. And we would, we, it's kind of sad to think about that that's not just an automatic, right? That um, there may be some of you who are like, I I don't know that I've ever known a baby that had people that weren't glad to be with it. But unfortunately, that's not true. We've yeah. done a lot of work with kids from foster care mm-hmm. um, and in different tougher parts of the world. And that's not an automatic. And yeah. so I think it's important to know that that does exist. Even in my own story, yeah. I didn't have parents who were healthy enough to just be glad to be with me. Yeah. And it created gaps in my own life. Absolutely. Um, another part of that is that identity is built around joy or fear. So what does that mean? So um, when you are able to, so imagine a child that has one of the big emotions and their parent or their community is able to bring them back to a state of joy. Mm-hmm. So what that's going to do, that's going to connect them and that's going to build, a, like we just said earlier, a joy bond that's going to build something that's a very joyous occasion to know that, okay, they're happy to be with me, they can bring me back out of this emotion. Um, but if you have a child that is that you have your community is not able to do that for you, then that's going to create a lot of fear and anxiety in that child. And they're not going to know what to do. They're going to think that they need to do something in order for them to receive that joy from you. Right. So what that's going to do, then it's going to it will determine really how you connect to people the rest of your life. Right. Yeah, it does. It affects your ability to attach. Mm -hmm. It affects um, those feelings of rejection. A lot of times you'll walk around feeling like nobody wants you to just be there unless you're doing something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes this performance thing Mm -hmm. that where I have to do this to get your love and your joy and your acceptance Mm -hmm. and all of that. And so that will determine really how you attach to people for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of got um, a little bit stirred, I think, even in the church culture a few years ago when we talked about we have a good, good father who is so glad to just be with us. Just to be with us. You don't have to do anything. Um, Especially since we came out of a whole decade or so in the church culture of like, if you don't do X, Y, Z, 
you aren't going to make it in the kingdom. And so it's so funny how we like, it depends on, I guess, who's leading uh, and what their, what their, you know, their mindset, their mindset is. But, um, oh gosh, I, I won't get off on the tangent, but somebody taught just recently, I heard a message about how they talked about how fatherhood is the final part of the Trinity and no, how yeah, the Lord is revealing to us in this season. Like Jesus was definitely highlighted for, um, for a season in the church and the Holy Spirit was highlighted for a season in the church and now, through Azusa and all of that. And now the father is high, now God is highlighting fatherhood and the relationship of a father within the church. But when that first started to be revealed, I think a lot of people really struggled with, I don't, I don't understand acceptance. I don't understand that I have a God who wants to just be with me because my life experience has told me people, my dad never wanted to be with me or my mom never wanted to be with me or, um, that's, and that's been my life experience. So to think of having a God who is righteous judge and has a right to crush me for all my sins. Yeah. Wait, he just want to be, he wants to be with me because they've never understood that from day one. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Another key stage for infants and a key need is to learn how to rest and to quiet with others. Yes. Now this sounds so like funny, but, um, but I think especially in Western culture, we have a super hard time just quieting and resting. Yeah. We've gotten good in the social media age to just like scroll on our phones. <laughs> this is how we quiet. Mm-hmm. Yep. But our bodies need it, right? So we are, we're doing something that our body is asking for, but the ability to just sit and just be and just to be quiet is actually a learned skill Yeah, that was should be taught in infancy. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this yesterday um, with, with Janelle's family. Mm-hmm. When they're down in Georgia, we go to Georgia and it's, it's uh, our house down in Georgia. That's crazy. But anyway, um, well, we go down there and um, we talk we sit on the porch and we'll talk and then they'll just stop talking and, we just and they there. just sit there with each other and they're right. quiet and they just rock and they watch the cars drive by and we wave and we do things and well we don't do things that's the thing they don't, we don't do anything anything we and don't talk they don't talk we just rock and, and it, we're just glad to be together yeah, and on it, the porch. it drives me crazy because i wasn't brought up that way and so for me that's a, a skill that i'm learning yeah and so being in introduced into their family, into their way of life, that's something that I'm learning. It's still a little maddening to me sometimes, just to be completely honest, but there's also something beautiful about it, Mm because you're just there together, and we're just happy to be together. But I would say even, like, if we're not in those moments, just in everyday moments, I super struggle, even though it's a learning skill for me to just quiet and be at rest, Mm -hmm. and just be glad to be... Yeah, there's always something to do. So uh, that's an interesting thing that that is a skill that has to be learned. So infant stage tasks. So um, remember, too, there's needs and tasks. Mm-hmm. So tasks are my responsibility, personal tasks. Yep. Now, again, an infant can't really do anything. So um, as you listen to these and as we go into the further stages of maturity, obviously the more mature just even in physical stature you get, the more you're able to participate in your own growth as an infant. Right. There's not a whole lot you can do to participate in your own growth, but we are talking zero to three. So by yeah. two to three, you start to develop just in child development, the ability to make some choices. Yep. And um, then you start to take on responsibility yep. for tasks. But ultimately, it's still left up to your community to help you choose in. Yeah. And one of those things that we talked about earlier is that at that early stage, too, you infants, we don't know what we need. Mm-hmm. And so as you're beginning to make that turn um, from early infancy to late infancy, 
then you you start to understand a little bit more about what you need. So as right. you get as you're starting to turn like Janelle was saying, you get one, two, you begin to understand. Oh, this feeling is hunger. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cry because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Right. You start to even within yourself correlate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's good. So infant stage tasks. So an infant's job, if they had a job description, is <laughs> they have to learn how to receive. Yes. They need to learn how to synchronize and attune with others. Remember, mm-hmm. their community is going to provide it first, but then they have to learn how to how to also synchronize back. Um, they need to learn how to organize themselves into a person through imitation. And you That's see good. this a lot. The challenge comes when they don't have a stable person to imitate. Yes. Uh, learn to regulate their emotions and self-calm. Well, That's hey, a huge skill. Oh, do you want to go yeah, back? Yeah, let's go back to that. Organize self in into a person through imitation. What, let's, what does that mean? What do we, what is that when we say that? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's identity. That's, that's where the beginning stages of identity come from yeah. is that I'm actually learning who I am mm-hmm. by watching who you are. Right. So, and you know, we, we joke cause toddlers are so impressionable. Right. Mm-hmm. And half of the fun of a toddler having a toddler <laughs> run is making faces, you know, like yeah. you stick and your tongue out and, and they stick their tongue out. And they stick their tongue out. Yeah. So they're learning constantly how to mirror. Yep. But one of the things they're also learning how to mirror is your emotion mm-hmm. um, of their of their primary caregiver. They're learning how to care for things. They're learning how to quiet themselves. Yeah. Okay. They're learning all those things. So it it begins to organize them into an actual person, a personality. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think that's great. That's that's really good. Thank you for that explanation. Um, so learn to regulate their emotions to calm themselves. So they're learning what it looks like for, again, that imitation for someone to calm them. And then they're learning how to calm themselves mm-hmm. in that process. Um, learn to return to joy from every emotion. Mm-hmm. It's, again, that same thing. It's it's being able to... I'm really mad because I wanted that toy. And you took... Or better yet, I wanted the thing I didn't... I wasn't supposed to touch in the first place. And you right. took it away. Right. And so... Um, Helping and teaching children at that age that it's okay that you didn't have what you want. You're all right. You don't need yeah. to lose your cool over that. Yeah, you can be upset, mm-hmm. but we don't need to throw a six-hour temper tantrum in the middle of the floor. Look, Johnny, there's another thing over here that you can touch, and we do that all the time with yep. littles. Mm-hmm. We're constantly distracting, distracting, distracting. But it, and distracting is such a sad word because it actually is. what we're doing is saying, okay, let's not let that emotion take over right now. We're going to let that that emotion go and we're going to just focus on joy yeah. and it's not in a way that we're teaching them how to avoid emotion correct that's not the goal well, but but i think in society and we do that mm-hmm. what we i think what we've done is we've taught children how to you can't be mad you can't be sad mm-hmm. we don't cry you don't do this mm-hmm. as opposed to saying it's okay to do those things we just can't let it rule our lives. Yeah, we're not going to camp out here. Yeah, we're not. We don't camp here. Yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna sit in it. We're gonna recognize it. We're gonna understand that it's okay to be sad because you couldn't touch the toy. Or yeah, you that's a play bummer. With the toy. Yeah, I know you wanted to play with that. Would look like a would look like an appropriate response. Yeah, that is sad that you couldn't play with that. Or I can understand that you're upset, but it, but that's not safe for you. So let's find something that you can play with and yeah. that you can enjoy. So there is. Because in, in adult life, that would look like, I'm really sorry you didn't get that job that you wanted. That is a bummer. Oh, man. Okay, so what else can you do? Let's look yeah. at something else that you can enjoy. Right. And learning to recover in an adult situation. So you're learning that way, way, way back. Yeah. And, and so, really ages. Yeah, and you're learning how to, so you're being taught a skill, 
and then you're being you're, then you're learning how to implement that skill for the rest of, the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so back to uh, organizing self into person is learning to be the same person over time. Yeah. Uh, people who do not get their needs met in infancy, you'll you'll see that they can't. It sounds funny. The same person over time. Uh, this often looks like a boss that you show up to work and they look, they're just a different person every day. Like they get up or you may have some other relationship in your life where each day they wake up, you, you come into contact with them mm -hmm. and you're like, who is, who is Mr. Smith going to be right. today? Yeah. Oh, today's not a good day. It's not a good day. We're going to stay away from today. Yep. Or the next day you come in and you're watching Mr. Smith's reactions and oh, okay, today's going to be a good day. And the whole staff is like, okay. So that's that being the same person over time. There should be a consistency to who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, people should not feel like they have to test your temperature every time you walk in a room. Walk on is that walk on eggshells? Walk egg on eggshells. That's that like oh, today's a bad day. Yeah. Um, we will have bad days. That's yes. that's part of being human. But it um, shouldn't be every day. But it shouldn't be every day, and, and it shouldn't be part of your normal identity or personality. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's those people that you know, without beating the dead horse, it's the it's that's probably a really horrible statement. I don't even know why I just anyway. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're live. Um <laughs> but it's 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 the it's the unfortunate child and that literally comes home from school every day not knowing what kind of mood dad's gonna be in. Yeah. It's it's yeah. what that's practically to what that looks like. Yeah, very much so. So yeah. Um, another job of an infant is to learn self-care skills. So as Tennyson talked about earlier, there's early infancy where that infant can do nothing for itself. Mm -hmm. To By the time we're getting closer to three, that that child, that infant should be, be getting taught how to take care of itself. So yeah. simple, basic things. You think of a two to three-year-old is starting to learn how to pick up its toys, mm -hmm. learning how to... Um, I'm trying to think of some really basic things. Maybe wash itself a little bit in the bathtub, learning how to um, put its cup away when it's done eating, learning how to feed himself as yeah. a self-care that I can pick up food and put it in my mouth. When I was first born, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, learning how to say cup or food yeah. or hungry. Those are all self-care self skills. I don't know why I want to combine <laughs> those words together. And also I think even um, beginning to understand even um, danger, and yeah, what keeps good. kids where safe, like boundaries mm -hmm. around them that, oh, nope, that, that. You can't touch the plug. can't touch the plug. Or right. um, you can't go to that tree because it has pokies on it or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. So understanding that. That's good. Yeah, self-care. Yeah, self-care like is, is also, it's not. It, learning to avoid. Learning, yeah. And, and what's good for me. Yeah, what is good for What's me. good for me and what's not good for me. Yeah, that's really um, good. So that's another part of that self-care. Good. And learning to rest. Um, usually a child by this age should be napping on a very regular basis and it's something that the caregiver has instituted that mm -hmm. no, we actually we actually take time to rest during the day um, and we actually take time to be quiet because a, a two to three year old is pretty much nonstop yeah. um, except for those nap times and so teaching them that resting is actually wonderful for you in fact uh, I think we should just reinstitute that as adults I'm, I'm down for like we are one of the few countries that doesn't do oh no, I think we're missing because we're, we're, we're working all the time um, but at, uh, that was weird but also um, connected to rest is that so that quieting and resting can actually work together because it's that those times where the your your little your infant is is nestled into your chest and you're both sleeping on the couch mm -hmm. um they've learned to rest and quiet with you mm -hmm. 
and they've learned that resting is a good thing mm -hmm. and resting is not uncomfortable mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. It's actually relational. Yeah, it's relational, very relational. Mm -hmm. So it's all of those things that... And even like, being the adult on the opposite side oh, of that, man. like, you know, anybody who's held an infant lately and they're all snuggled and sleeping oh, into you, feeling. like, there is a, it's a feeling, isn't that so yeah. weird? Like, there's actually a feeling to it yeah. of connectedness, of oh. rest, of quiet, of, like, peace. And there's this feeling of, like, all is right in the world. Yeah. Like, everything in this world is just going to be okay because in this moment, like... Yeah, like I'm fully rested. That's so interesting. Yeah, I've not thought about that. Before. Yeah, just think like our our grandson. He's he's almost one, but like when he was, well, I guess a couple a couple nights ago, I was just holding him. He was resting and he was sleeping, and he mm -hmm. like grabs and he just like sticks his head right here, and there's just like this feeling. You can feel him breathing, and you're connected to him. And there's mm -hmm. it's just it's you can't explain it. It's, it's yeah. joy. It's yeah. that. It's literally that. He's literally saying in that moment, I'm glad to be with you. And you're saying, and, you're him. saying, and I'm saying to him, I'm glad to be with you. Yeah. And you can just sit right here and that's it. Yeah. And yeah. The Lord's reminding me at this moment too, that that really is what, you know, we call it quiet time with the Lord. Um, and there's all kinds of different practices of contemplation, but that's really what the, a great visual picture yeah. of what the Lord really that's wants really good. that to look like with him is for us to just climb up in his lap and just breathe with him and just rest nuzzle our head in his neck. Mm -hmm. and um and be okay there yeah. and know that everything's right in the world that baby doesn't have one fear in that moment mm -hmm. and honestly somehow you don't, you don't either. either no and so yeah learning yeah. to rest is such a such a key skill and something that doesn't end in infancy right. it is an ongoing thing that we get to practice yeah.